The Dorkening and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations, graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. You have a hankering for horror knowledge? We have such sights to show you. Do you require raging retro reviews? Do you desire discussions with devastatingly dashing dorks? The Dorkening Podcast Network has nearly 30 shows to satisfy all of your nerdy, geeky, and dorky needs. From horror reviews and celebrity interviews. Hi, I'm Adam Green, the director of the Hatchet Films and the star of Allison. Hi, this is Dominic Pace, who played the bounty hunter Gecko from The Mandalorian. Hi, I'm Mike Price. I'm a writer on The Simpsons. I co-created Ephes for Family. Hi, guys. This is Dee Wallace from E.T. and Cujo. Hi, my name is Kurando Mitsutake, director of Gun Woman and Karate Kill. Hi, this is Samantha Newark, the voice of Jem and Jerrica from the original Jem and the Holograms cartoon series. As well as nostalgic trips into the past, pop culture, the latest in entertainment news, and so much more. Featuring a variety of shows and hosts that will simultaneously enrage, enlighten, and entertain you. Check out the Dorkening Podcast Network. My mom says I'm cool. Available on iTunes, Spotify, thedorkening.com, and wherever fine podcasts can be found. Oh, it might have been me. I tagged you in a post. That was more like a fart. Who did that? Oh, that was me. You want some? He's drinking Pico Bismol. You guys have melted <laughs> the stomach. <laughs> Uh, just uh, real quick, want to let everybody know if you're interested in Robin and uh, his uh, project being Robin, or sorry, interested in Roger. Roger. <laughs> what the hell's in your cup, Leo? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, we got a bunch of links down below or up above. And if you're interested in learning more about his project, you know, uh, definitely check those out. The links are right there. So it's easy for you. And uh, yeah, there we go. We now a word from Mr. Happy. Hi, do you know me? <laughs> it's the Loch Ness penis. <laughs> We're not really doing that here, are we? I, did you wanna, I'm sorry. Did you have a question? I, 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 I was, was going to say to Leo. Uh, I'm seeing uh, things in the in the feed. I didn't know uh, if we had any comments or anything. Uh oh, he's not funny. Get rid of him. <laughs> um, uh, Darren Stephen Miller says, "Hey bosses. Hey Roger. Uh, hey Darren." Michelle says, hi, Roger. How are you? Hi, Good. How are you? Good to see you. Uh, Dr. You Amy. Okay? Everybody okay? Nothing? Orange whip? Orange whip? Uh, Darren <laughs> says, uh, Dr. Amy can check that prostate for you. And uh, 
That's okay. I got it. <laughs> it's not just a sex toy. It's a pipe. <sighs> I forgot I had my bag of cheese. <laughs> bag of cheese. You know, when I was in high school, all I did was entertain people that were tripping on acid and weed by doing stupid shit. And now he entertains adults that are tripping on acid and doing weed by doing stupid shit. You know, one thing I do in my act is I do Robin doing getting stoned and being in high school. And the teacher, he's so stoned. He's so stoned. The, the teacher sounds like the Charlie Brown teacher. No, I haven't been smoking marijuana. What did she say? I did the three tabs of acid, though. Can I go to the nurse? You know. I, I was going to be funnier, but the cheese got started rattling around in my throat. And you shouldn't do comedy while you're eating. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Now I have stuff on my... Oh, that's the milk of Meg. <laughs> Michelle says it's smoking weed, not doing weed. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you like a drug expert? Really? Well, she is my wife. <laughs> oh, Michelle. Hi, Michelle. I didn't know. I thought I didn't know who you were. Okay. It's okay. Make fun of her. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not a good drug addict. Where are my drugs? I told you, if you're going to put your chest up to the camera, show me your nipples. No. <laughs> this is free. I'm not doing anything for no money. <laughs> start, a, start a foundation, start a telethon, and we'll do a show and telethon. You know what I'm saying? Nipples uh, are us. Nipples are us. And men have nipples, too. Yes. Uh, Don't you hate it when you get really overweight and you start feeling your boobs jiggle in the car, guys? That's not with jiggles in my car. I'm gaining weight. I've been the how the the uh, the Easter candy and I have a thing. Yes, yes. How come Passover doesn't have peeps? Anybody wonder about that? Wouldn't that be cool if they had like the twelve peep plague pack for Passover? <laughs> Do you kind of like boils and frogs? My <laughs> the boils have like a chew thing in the middle, like a liquid, and then the firstborn, which is like a little pink. Leo, did you have something to say? I saw uh, you go. No, well, I was just saying also in the chat room, uh, Angela Bergeron says, hey, hey. Uh, William Pace says, hey, you fart tokers. Uh, Angela says, hey, Roger Cabler. William Pace says, uh, 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 Sergio says, hi. Uh, William says, he's always alone. He's staring. Oh, did you, you have to alone, stare yes. a little closer with his glass. Do you need new glasses now, Leo? I, you were like, I no, my right up. Can what? I see some of these people? Are they there? Uh, oh, they're, they're out there. Yeah. Where are the others? What have you done with them? Uh, Tim. I can't, can't move my arm. You know uh, who that is? Who? Donald Pleasance. Remember Donald Pleasance? I felt something was an absolute evil. <laughs> Nobody does Donald Pleasance. <laughs> so, before we get too far into um, what you've got going on right now, which is the film being Robin. Oh, yeah. Um, tell tell our viewers a little bit about um, maybe some of your past endeavors, ones that you would like to talk about, if there's yeah. any. <laughs> I want to talk to my lawyer. Can you come in here for a second? <laughs> you say anything about the past? There's still some pending things. You can leave the unicorn bit out of it. Oh, the unicorn bit. Yeah, I had to break up with the unicorn. Um. There's a lot there, but the, the present is much more interesting. And by the way, I didn't mean to do like, 
when I'm nervous, I just do fart jokes and stuff with no class at all. And it's just my being Jewish and nervous is it manifests itself in disgusting. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that on your show, so I apologize. Oh, don't apologize. This is a non-apologetic show. By the yeah, end of it, we're going to change it for a freaking tune. <laughs> I highly doubt that. Hey, yeah. hey, I went to London, right? And I met for, with Prince Charles, and I said, yo, Prince Charles, let me ask you something. Your mother, does she sleep in a queen-size bed or what? <laughs> Ow, I just gave myself an embolism. <laughs> Much. Did you have a question? Oh, from my, well, I was. My no, question, I don't think there was a question, was there? You wanted to know about my past. Well, you you've just been you've been in the industry for a very long time, you know. Um, and and I, I mean, no, you know, just meeting you two years ago, didn't realize some of the accomplishments that you actually had yeah. in your credentials, you know. Um, some really cool stuff. You know, you mean like junkie thief. Hey, oh, this TV stuff. Oh, oh, yes, TV stuff. Yes, yes. Um, see, I told you not to go there, but yeah, I did a lot. I did actually quite a bit. Um, junkie thief is kind of a joke, but not really because Hollywood turns out some pretty weird things, and I'm one of them. Actually, uh, we we had a um, a great run for a while. I started doing. I've been an actor most of my life, and I started doing stand up um, when I was 18. The first time I did a show. Um, Somebody had an epileptic fit in the front row. And I didn't know it was an epileptic fit. I thought he was just a heckler. So while the guy's going, and, you know, people go, oh, my God, get an ambulance. I'm just like, hey, so, hey, I got to roll in the aisle. That's great. And then somebody said, you have to stop. This is an epileptic seizure. So that's how my career started. You start well. And then um, I started being a serious actor. I moved to New York after uh, doing a couple of local plays. And I studied with uh, Sanford Meisner and then HB Studio, and I learned how to act. And then um, it didn't go that well. After a few years, I started doing stand-up again. I did an impression. Uh, I did. I did an act about an impressionist who loses his mind. He can't get out of the impression, and that translated eventually into a movie called "Who the Hell Is Bobby Roos? Um, The guy gets completely lost in his impressions. But along the way, I got a sitcom called "Rhythm and Blues," and I did the last incarnation of the Carol Burnett show, which was wonderful. She she's it was comedy school it was just sandbox editing nice. it, was, it was so cool to work with carol and all these guest stars and bernadette peters and and chris reeve and people i got to hang out with and um that was very glamorous you know being on, and i was a regular on the carol burnett show and they let me warm up the audience and uh yeah and then i was the zima guy which we weren't going to bring up i wasn't bringing it up you brought it up <laughs> well i'm just running through this real quick because we yeah yeah fun. we want to run through this quick because we really want to to, to, to focus on the now. Right. So what happened was the series got canceled. Carol Burnett got canceled. My Rhythm and Blues series got canceled. Um, and then I was this, I, I got hired to play on Saved by the Bell, the college years, and they fired me after two days because of the Zima thing. They didn't want to, like a guy playing a professor to also be like a guy pitching beer. So they sent me away. And then my life became like the Zapruder film. It was like, you know, it was terrible. It was just one, and then uh, Zima canceled me. I was on the radio at the time, and I was about to sign a half a million dollar contract to do another year of Zima, which is a lot of money. Yeah. And at the time, I was very anxious to hear from them, and I was on the radio in, in, uh, in Rochester, New York, and somebody called and said, hey, Zima guy, you know, 
you're uh, you're fired. And I said, <laughs> what do you mean I'm fired? He said, yeah, look on the inside of the new bottle. It says, good news, we dumped the character with the hat. And I said, let's find out. So somebody went and got a six-pack of Zima, and sure enough, it said inside the bottle, good news, we dumped the character with the hat. Now, the ad agency never got in touch with me to tell me that I would be fired. I found out publicly in wow. front of thousands of listeners that I was fired from the Zima gig. So I did what anybody in that situation would do. And I drank several of the Zimas and I got drunk on the radio and started insulting Zima and the makers of it while I was getting drunk on Zima. And uh, I got a letter from the legal department. I said, Cease and and <laughs> but the spokesman shouldn't say, you know, one zip and you want to commit suicide. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's not cool. And that's what I did. So that's kind of where my career sort of crashed and burned right there. And I tried to stage a comeback. There were several attempts that uh, I was on Tales from the Crypt and uh, the Sybil show. And, and then I was on drugs. And I got sober in 2003. And by then, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, I don't recommend sobriety for everybody. <laughs> for me, it was essential to survival. So I started doing other things like painting. And uh, I worked at a rehab and I ran a sober living and eventually got back to my career, which I'm having a really good time in now. Now that's where we're coming. And, um, I wasn't ever going to do anything again in terms of um, entertainment. I was done. Yeah. My sponsor had said, don't ever just stay off the show business for a while. And I stayed up. And then I got a phone call um, about 11 or 12 years ago from a producer who wanted to put me on a show about impressionists and said, if you could rescue one of these guys, Robert De Niro or Robin Williams from drowning, who would you do? And I said, rescue Robin Williams. He's that's who we want you to do on the show. So after not entertaining for like four or five years, I step out in front of 8 million people and go, no, 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 no. And um, Robin saw it. Robin saw it and he liked it. So that's, I believe, why we're in this situation we're in now because when push comes to shove, he um, started haunting my ass and said, I want to go back to work. And um, that's kind of what we're doing here. You know? Yeah. So now you, you actually were in another film back in was it 2019 called saving robin williams is this what we oh, were just yeah. talking about this is a different film i i signed on to that this, this really terrific writer called me and said we we need a guy to play robin williams we saw your tape and we really want you to do it and um yeah last uh, december i went and shot this in dc and and it was an incredible experience it's really oh, i haven't seen the movie um but it was up for awards, right? Yeah, it's up for some awards, um, yeah. for some film festivals. And I, I was nominated a couple of times myself, which is brand new. I've never thought I'd see my name next to Best Actor. Yeah, yeah I, count, uh, I count five nominations in four different categories yeah. of awards. Uh, you've done your homework, Charlie. Well, hey, awesome. somebody That's had cool. to. It was an interesting experience. And can I share a story about that? Absolutely. I went into it with a total commitment because they paid me enough money for me to really uh, take the time and do it and put all my other work aside. And I had to learn 25 pages of dialogue. It's a short film. And it's about the last half hour of Robin's life when a man who tries to rescue him, man from the future, goes back in time to try to rescue Robin Williams. He's a professor, he's a brilliant professor, played by Lawrence Whitener, who wrote the film. And I was very committed to this. I wanted to bring a lot of humor and compassion and understanding, but I was nervous because on the second day, we had to shoot a very difficult emotional scene where I'm being Robin and I'm having an, a family thing. And it 
it's call, it calls for extreme emotions. And I'm sitting in the makeup chair, and these people are working on me to get me in the makeup and hair. And they've got rock, you know, music going, and they're like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm just trying to get ready for my job here. I'm trying to just focus. Can you please? And then I just stopped. And I said, what would Robin do? And all of a sudden, the whole thing turned around. And I was Robin looking at these two makeup artists as if they were angels preparing me for my trip. And all of a sudden, I got it. And I know this is kind of heavy for a comedy show, but what happened to me, the transformation of going from this asshole actor into how Robin would see these two makeup people who were preparing him to go on his journey to the, to the hereafter. And I suddenly, I started touching them and understanding what it took to be this. And um, it was beautiful. And then I walked out and I said, okay, I'm ready. And they filmed it. Um, and I, I've never been, as an actor, so emotionally full. And I've never cried on camera, but... That's the process, you know, that's what it did for me. That's the beauty of Robin Williams. He just got to me. He showed me a better way than to be an angry actor who, you know, was trying to swat away these people because they were wonderful. And uh, I've dragged you all down now, haven't I? Let's have so, a uh, coffee break. Give us a, uh, give us a quick overview uh, of uh, being Robin and what oh. that story is about. So that's my movie and it's based on my life. Um, I was, like I said, I was just painting pictures when Robin um, passed in 2014, and I had just moved back to Massachusetts, and his death hit me in a funny way, because I was so busy trying to stay afloat financially, his death hit me in a funny way, I read about it on Facebook, I'm like, what, Robin Williams, what, what, and then I called a couple of people, and they said, yeah, he just, he just died, and um, it didn't really hit me, but people were asking me on Facebook, are you okay, man, you okay, because I've been doing impressions of him forever, since I was 17. And I said, yeah, I'm fine. And um, two weeks later, people were asking me, you're going to do a tribute? And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm just painting. I'm never going to be on, in show business again. <sighs> and then I go into the bathroom one night, and I look in the mirror, and I made a face, you know? And all of a sudden, I saw Robin <clears throat> right there, and I felt him, and he went right through me and showed me what his experience was to be Robin Williams at this really terrifying moment of his life. And I, I was possessed for about five minutes, it's, so it seemed. And I was crying on my girlfriend's shoulder. Oh, oh yeah. And I just felt him going through me. And all of a sudden my arms felt more hairy and everything was sort of like this. And I knew what it was like to be Robin Williams and not be able to be funny anymore. And I, then I decided to do a tribute because I felt Robin going, yeah, let's go back to work now. Come on, let's go. And um, I'm like, no, I'm just a painter. I denied him, but then he started grabbing my brushes and painting for me. Oh, yes, we can use the pastel here. And then he grabbed my girlfriend. Hello! And then I was like, out. I threw him out. He couldn't stay and haunt me this way. And then later, like a day later, it occurred to me, like, who am I to deny Robin Williams? If it's true, and he's asking me to go back to work and help him finish his work here on Earth, whatever that is, who am I to say it's not real and to say no? So I called my manager and I said, yeah, okay, we'll do a tribute. And a couple months later, we were in a casino in California in front of 600 people back to work. And that's how the tour started. And then I thought, I want to do this on Broadway. I want to take this to another level. And then I thought, no, this is a movie. So I started writing a movie about my experiences building a show based on feeling haunted by Robin and him very present in my life. You know, and one of the things was, you know, I was walking in the woods and before I even started the tribute. And out of my mouth, for no, just like Tourette's, just came, I miss my kids. And I was like, I'm so haunted 
I don't know what to do. So I decided to let Robin go back to work and bring this joy that he brings to people. And now we're doing like, you know, performing art centers and theaters all over America. And I'm going off Broadway when, when America opens back up because America is a ghost country right now. And then, and I'll wait. I'm painting, I'm doing paintings again. You were gonna say ghost town, weren't you? No, it's ghost country. Ghost country. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yes, I drove from Florida. I, well, we're getting a little haunted now. We got, I drove we got a from trail Florida all the way to Massachusetts in two days, and very few people are on the road. So I'm just like, yeah, and my dick out. That's party. <laughs> Uh, we got that trailer, Leo, right? We do. Uh, Roger, would you like to uh, introduce the trailer? I will introduce the trailer, and then i got to go talk to my landlady, because I don't think she knows I'm doing a podcast. Okay. This is the trailer to Being Robin. It's only a couple minutes. This is the movie that we're working on, and we should have it done as soon as I'm done editing. Could be a year. Enjoy. i got to go talk to my landlady. When the world lost a beloved comedian, it was hit hard. Oliver was hit very differently. Good morning. Hey, hey. Oh, that's pretty dear. Oliver thought that perhaps he was losing his mind. That's okay. What the? Ask him what he wants. I can work here. We can rehearse here. We can get crazy. Yeah, come on. Coming soon. What's up, my brother from a broken rubber? How you doing? Okay. Funny. Did I ever tell you about Tanya Harding? Yes, didn't she put the limp in the Olympics? Thank you. It's, it's like flying. Some people say it's miraculous. It's so incredible. Thank like you. you're just being it in the rain. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Some people claim they could actually feel Robin's presence in the room. We must join hands and then close our eyes. Other people say it's a hoax. I'm not Robin Williams, okay? Oh my God. Is it possible? Or is Oliver crazy? That's enough. I need to talk to Oliver. Robin! I love you! I feel like Robin is having experiences through me. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. We have very active lifestyles. It's not all wandering the countryside aimlessly or scaring passing motorists. And we all love a good cup of joe. And there's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. Bold, robust, delicious. It's coffee that can wake the dead. 
<laughs> With over a dozen different roasts and flavors, Deadly Grounds can satisfy the most finicky of coffee addicts. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. And there we are. We are now back. And I also threw an ad in there for Deadly Grounds Coffee. We need a little buffer time. Uh, and, uh, you know, as you know, now is the time that you need to support local uh, artists and businesses. And Deadly Grounds, they're a local roaster here in Connecticut. And they actually became our sponsor because I was buying too much damn coffee from them. The absolute best coffee you'll ever have. Death by Chocolate is my absolute favorite. Some nice smooth coffee. It doesn't give you like a bitter aftertaste. They have a ton of different flavors. And even if you don't like flavored, there's like decaf. Uh, you know, if you like strong coffee, they have stronger coffee. But, you know, I, I've switched over to only drinking Deadly Grounds. That's the only coffee I drink. And there we go. I'm done with my spiel. <laughs> So my, my, I got a quick question for you, though, Leo. Yeah. You ordered about 13 bags. How many do you have left? Uh, I have, I think I have uh, six bags left. Okay. Yeah, and it's only been about a month, so. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, like Leo said, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> enough about Deadly Grounds, enough about we're traffic. No, no their, their coffee is actually really good. I'm, I'm going to give them a quick plug, too, because... I've I've had a few bags of it. I still have a very very little bit left. It's got my name on it, so everybody in the house knows. Don't fucking touch it. Period. By the way, I, I just want to say this since we're back, and I didn't realize there were like seven thousand people uh, watching this. Um, I didn't actually take out my penis while I was driving. That would be so uncool. All right, just I'm a comedian. All right, I'm not going to do that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sheila Duff says, uh, Roger Cabler, uh, and oh, sorry, I thought I had something else there. No, she gave him five stars. Yep. No, for what? Oh, wait, nope. They, she just took her. one away. Uh, now, now that's down to two away. <laughs> I don't <Yeah>. know. <laughs> uh, Angela is sending air hugs to Roger. Tim Jones Hi, says, Angela. just because I said I took my penis out in the car, now I'm getting attention. See? <laughs> hey, sex sells. Yeah. I didn't take my penis out, only to pee. When you're a slob astronaut and you can't stop at a rest stop, you have to have systems. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Well, at least it was a big mouth bottle. That's mine. I'm losing stars left and right now. That's <laughs> not human. You can't, you can't. If you're traveling across America, you cannot <laughs> stop and go inside anything. You go inside your car. I wear a diaper. Let's get that like a true Bostonian. I wear a diaper. <laughs> hey, by the way, guys, here's a great way to meet chicks. Go to the dog park. Your dog's a great wingman. Say, hey, baby. How you doing? And she'll be all flirty. She'll be like, oh. Excuse me, did you drop your hanky? <laughs> or you could take the empty bag when your dog goes. You can go, ooh, I some dookie. Yeah. Mm, yum, 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 yum. And you got the dookie monster. Hey, boys and girls. 
<laughs> embarrassing laughter. I know you're embarrassed for me, so you're you're coming up with some forced laughter, and I appreciate that because. <laughs> Oh, no. Uh, we've actually had the pleasure of seeing you perform live. Jeff and in I. In Arlington. Yeah, we went in to Arlington. Arlington. Um, as well as at NECC. Oh, right. Yeah, that's right. Um, so you got to see this guy live, period. That's all I can say. I'm like, oh, yeah. you know, take it, take it, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you can't get Jim Carrey. Uh, I was going to say, I, I saw you at... Uh, very sane person. I have a normal life. But being cooped up here with me is a lot. My girlfriend says <laughs> that I'm, I'm growing a alfalfro. <laughs> Do you think? Wendy, I'm not going to hurt you. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> What were you going to say, Leo? <laughs> uh, well, actually, before that, uh, Tracy Parker says, Hi, guys. Laura Potter's in the chat room. Angela says, I was sending air hugs uh, for when you were talking about seeing Robin. But if sex makes you feel better, and she leaves it off there, <laughs> Tori Pritchard's joined. Uh, <laughs> Jack Shipley's in the house as well. Derek Rook, David Stridge, uh, Tony Papilia, uh, Wesley Alley, and uh, Christy Lynn Sadowski. Hey, Christy Lynn, William Pace. Uh, Tom Morris Jr., Daniel John as well. A bunch of people in the chat room. So uh, if you have questions, uh, please feel free to post them. I'm uh, keeping an eye on both YouTubes, both Facebooks. Uh, so post them in the comments there, and I'll get to them as best as I can. Uh, and uh, I had another comment as well, but my brain totally fried. Uh, but I just have to say, I, I saw you at Northeast Comic Con, and you know you were performing, uh, you know, actually right in the crowd there, and it, it was just amazing how you embody Robin Williams. I mean, it was just, and then hearing about your tribute, it's just amazing what you do. And I, I agree with you guys. You got to see him live. You know, if you're a Robin Williams fan uh, and who's not, you know, except Kevin, I know Kevin's not, uh, but uh, that's why he's not on the show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Love you, Kevin. Yeah. Uh, I'm a huge Ron Williams fan as, uh, myself, and just you know, seeing what you're doing, it, it really touched me. And it, you know, it, it's I absolutely love what you're doing. Thank you. You know, um, it's really interesting because there are times when I'm doing it when I just get completely swept up in it, and I don't, I lose. Robin asked me to get out of the way a few times, and I was like, <laughs> you know, I couldn't quite manage what was happening. I was freaked out, and he said, "Dude, you have to get out of the way now." Let me work. And I just, he sat me down and I just watched him do the show from somewhere deep inside myself. And I, it was like flying. It's like hang lighting in a, in a, in a tornado. It's like, it's the big, it's the great high to be Robin Williams for five minutes is exhausting. But once you get into it and it gets really crazy, whoa, it's just, it, his mind is so expansive. I can just get a little bit of a, a little taste of what that's like. Baby, you're home now. You know what I'm saying? It's incredible stuff. Oh, don't try it at home, dear. So, uh. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Come on in. It's okay. I'd like to thank the little people. You're welcome. Okay. I'm done. It's <laughs> nothing I can get away with now because your hours going to go like that, and people are just going to be like, "What's wrong with him?" So oh, you still have plenty of time. Go, go for it. it. And it's the people that make it happen. 
when I'm on stage and there's like 300 people and they're digging it and they're just flying, it's like, I tell them, it's not just a show, it's a seance because they're creating the feeling in me that's Robin. They're creating, the laughter creates that. He feels it. I feel him experiencing life through me, which is wonderful. It's, it's intense and it's beautiful because I perceive this is a really good thing and that he's getting a chance to live again and i'm happy to do it it's 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 my honor and i have my own shtick that i do in the second act which you guys have seen over actors anonymous and you know, i do De Niro and a lot of other things so. over actors anonymous now correct me if i'm wrong that's a show that you're going to be is that yeah. the show yeah, I call the show Overactors Anonymous because I like the title, but act Overactors Anonymous is actually a skit that I created about overactors like Al Pacino and Jack Nicholson who overdo it in every film. And there's De Niro and Joe Pesci and um, a lot of characters, uh, Sean Penn, um, and uh, and um, it's a sketch, but it's also the name of this new show I'm going to be doing on on, I guess Facebook. Can you can you give us a uh... A little sample? Uh, <laughs> you put him on the spot. <laughs> I am welcome. Of course Rob. I did. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. I'm Robert De Niro. Robert D. Welcome over. Welcome over Actors Anonymous. Um, one of the reasons that I'm qualified for over Actors Anonymous is because my last film, I played a giant crab who terrorizes a New England town. Watch this. So you coming? Huh? Faster than you. Fuck you. Look at I'm, I'm eating. I'm going to make a meal out of you. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm actually on my bed right now. That's what Overactors Anonymous is about. <laughs> we have all kinds of things. Christopher Walken comes in. He does early warning signs of overacting. And uh, Sean Penn is in there. And if number three, if your first name is Al, and your last name is Pacino, boom. And Al comes in and he talks about clawing to get that Oscar. And all that stuff. And uh, I'm out of breath. I'm out of breath. <laughs> uh, well, actually, Laura Potter says, uh, that's awesome. I can see that would be exhausting. It's fun. It's exhausting. I do a lot of different characters. And, uh, boy, I guess I get it in shape. But I was actually about Christopher Walken. I was the first guy to do it on TV in, in public. And uh, not that many people know that. But um, that was a lot of fun to find out that actually I was the first one. Um, and it was in a bit called My Six Dads, where like this one kid has got six dads and the mom's not there anymore, but he doesn't know which one's actually the father, so they're all raising him. And, you know, they're inappropriate. Um, they rent him Faces of Death, you know, for his movie that night. And uh, <laughs> Great movie. Get it, so they acted out for him. You know, and uh, <laughs> the first thing I said is, Chris, he says, you know, your mother was a little tramp. Hold on. 
<laughs> now I've got your attention. <laughs> Thank you. He says, you know, your mother was a little tramp. You mean like a loose woman? No. She wore a mustache. She was funny. <laughs> like Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> what the hell is the dust in here? It ruined my punchline. Anyway. Faces of death charades. I'm not going to get into it now. It was a mistake to do it on live TV. I did it on MTV. <laughs> I think... Do you guys want to talk amongst yourselves for a minute? Or you yeah. Still be, you know, no, be totally. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so in the comments, uh, Kelly Roy says, uh, "I can, uh, I can couch for that." He, oh, vouch. <laughs> I can uh, couch for that. Really? He says, uh, Hollywood. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Stacy uh, says, uh, "Hi, tuning in now." Adam Souza says, "Naming some greats." Johnny C is in the house as well, looking good, fellas. Hey, Johnny. Uh, Tim Jones, big influence when I was doing improv comedy. Oh, Tim Jones did improv uh, prov as well. Uh, he's a uh, uh, he does the sour grapes comic. Sour grapes, yeah. yeah. And uh, Mark Matheson joined as thank well. You guys, hey, by the way, thank you all for tuning in and, and allowing me to display this nonsense. Um, well, the world needs laughter. Yeah, this is it. Right yeah. now, more so than ever. Well, one of the things about Robin was he was totally unafraid. And I like that about him. I'm very actually timid and shy, but when I put that suit on, he's, there's some things I shouldn't repeat here, but he's very, very bold and brave. And you just gotta stop editing and, and allow the comedy to flow. And um, we do need that. We need to be able to see things in a funny light, you know, more than ever, always. Yeah. And also there are times to be serious, but not right now. This portion of the show is brought to you by Matza. So, uh, you know, where did you fall in love with Robin? I mean, at what point, you know, I know you've been, you know, uh, impersonating him for, for quite some time, but, you know, uh, all of us had, you know, like a, fa uh, you know, a fa Sorry, I got plenty. Where did I fall in love with Robin? Yeah. Yeah. When I was 17, this man's eating and blowing his nose at the same time. And doing a podcast. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> I, um, it was, you know, I was 17, man. And, um, I had some of the same, like, manic, oh, really? Um, stuff. And I saw him on Morton Mindy. Sounds like, yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, Mindy, okay. And I was like, that's me. He stole my act. And I, mean, I was 17 and I was just smoking pot. I didn't really have an act. But if I did, that would have been that would have been my act. And I was very almost jealous. Like he got there before I did. That's exactly who I want to be. So I did start imitating him when I was going to parties and stuff. And hey, Becky, I'd look to, you know, I, was, it's, I felt him. And it was weird, like my brother. So it wasn't like in love, but I loved him because he freed me up in so many ways. Yeah. Wow. And that was the pin. <laughs> it's not always a joke, man. No, not always. 
Um, sometimes it's sometimes it's always a joke. Uh, I see a question on the board here. It says, uh, Roger, this is from Michelle. Hey, uh, have you had you ever got a chance to meet Robin? Like, no. oh, there's your answer. I mean, <laughs> no, what happened was he saw me do him on TV, though, about 12 years ago. Um, but I came to see a show that he was a guest on, Robert Kleintime show. And he was walking out the door and I was walking back in to get my wife. And I saw him he was just right, right there, point blank. And I said, bravo. And he goes, hey. And he's gone. That was our whole interaction. But um, in, in this movie, Being Robin, we have quite a relationship. Because I'm unwilling at first to allow him in. I'm an artist in this movie. And, and I'm a serious artist. And I'm also a sociophobe. I don't like being around people. I have my girlfriend and my dog. And I'm living in the woods. And when Robin comes in and I agree finally to do the show, I'm so terrified. There's a great scene in the makeup chair where he's putting on the wig and the makeup and I'm freaked out. And um, and I go out there and totally fail. And then he just comes bursting through and people are like, oh, what happened? Oh my God. And the relationship throughout the movie becomes quite, we become quite close. Um, <laughs> there's even a scene where I'm walking in the woods and this is a true story. I said, Robin, you know how exhausting the show is? You know how difficult it is? They said, hey, you know how hard it is to come back to life and you're schleppy, buddy? Okay. And that's kind of how it goes in the movie, you know? There's a relationship. And and uh, I won't tell you how it ends, but it's very, very uplifting um, and, and emotional. There's a lot there. And I'm really looking forward to finishing it. Um, and I also want to say this because I have a platform here for a second. People um, talk about acceptance and, you know, this is where we're at. This is the new normal, whatever this is, whether it's for now, for temporary or for good. It's really about adapting and people are getting brilliant, creative ideas about how to communicate, how to still be with other people, how to still work. And maybe we're stepping out of the rat race and into the human race. That's it. I like that view. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. I have nothing else to say. I want everybody to be okay, but I also noticed the sky's bluer. It's just two sides to this coin. Yeah, I, I, they I showed uh, they showed some pictures of uh, L.A. You know, just like yeah. you know before and after, and it's just like the smog oh. level, just like you can, apparently you can see the Himalayas from L.A. now. Wow, the Himalayas! <laughs> <laughs> it's really cleared up. <laughs> Fuck are you smoking? But, you know, nature's giving us a time out. And that's... My mom's in a nursing home where they're having an outbreak right now. Ooh. Right? I talked to her today. She doesn't... She's, she's a great comic lady. And she's 85 and she's a little confused. So she said, is there some kind of virus? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm never going to see you again, but maybe. Wow. How are you guys doing? Uh, it's day to day. You know, it could be tough. You know, we, we talked a little bit earlier. You know, it's a good day and then it's a bad day. And, you know, you just got to shuffle through it and try and keep positive thoughts and continue you to move through, forward. Like, literally like the Shores, Thorazine shuffle through it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, sometimes. <laughs> Um, we are, I live alone except for the thing that I'm upstairs. 
I was with my girlfriend and her, her parents for four weeks, so I get it. I heard your wife is a lovely, beautiful individual. I heard it. Ah, thank you. Is that, <laughs> that your dog? That was my dog, yeah. I was going to say, whoa. <laughs> what the, what the, that, that was like right on cue. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, I did not marry a dog. I wasn't going to say that. I, just, <laughs> I heard things. I heard things. He's seen anyway, things. Um, the, the the thing is that uh, we have to learn how to say okay. I really believe that okay is the greatest word in the human language for peace, humility. <laughs> comes at you and they're pissed, and you've done something. You just say okay. Okay. Peacemaker, you can walk away with okay and thank you. I'm um, I'm hoping that uh, more and more people uh, learn about compassion. And have compassion for each other. Because everybody deals with situations in their own different way. You know what I mean? And just have compassion for people. Let people be who they are. Yeah. Empathy. Let them be, Leave them alone. Right. And stop judging. Stop judging. I mean, we all have to judge to some degree. Like, here comes a zombie with a knife. I'm <laughs> judging that maybe it's not good for me to be on the side of the street. I'm judging. <laughs> That's a good thing. Uh, in the chat right room, your, right out of your comic book, right? Knives, by the way. Yeah, what were you gonna say? Uh, Sheila Duff says Roger Cabler, the best ever. Rob Williams, oh my god, number one to me. I'm freaking out right now. Thank you, Sheila. And he I didn't even really get into it. Whoa. Oh, thank you. It's nice to hear this. Uh, uh, and I can, take it. I can take it. Thank you. Thanks a lot. <laughs> I try. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, some people say I'm really channeling and some people say I'm possessed. And uh, I think there are moments when it's really happening. And there are moments when I'm just doing it. What happened? I'm doing an impression. I think I lost the deal here. No, no uh, still we there. still have you. Uh, yeah. Uh, Angela says, uh, we're good here. This is making my day. Oh, thanks, Angela. Where are you at? Where's she at? Uh, Angela's out of, uh, I, I'm pretty sure she's out of Mass. Uh, yeah, no, I think Northern Mass. Yeah. Northern, like North Shore or North Shore vicinity? <laughs> <laughs> Some guy from Bill Ricketts said today, yeah, I'm in the North Shore. I'm like, dude, it's not the North Shore, all right? The North Shore is fucking Marblehead. <laughs> Bill Ricketts is like North Shore vicinity, all right? Like Lowell. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get real. You don't live by the freaking sea, all right? Anyway, I'm sorry. Where were we? <laughs> um, I don't know. Somewhere we were somewhere oh. between Roger and Robin. <laughs> uh, I got one for you. Do you guys want to hear a gig? A little bit? It's yeah. called the Wicked of Ours, okay? I don't know if I can do the whole thing because it's a little naughty. It's okay. It's 18 plus. I did this in my act when I'm in Massachusetts. So for those of you in the Massachusetts area. Um, I, I never had a Massachusetts accent until I, until I saw The Wizard of Oz, and I realized half the people in that cast um, have a Massachusetts accent, Bostonian accent. It's a twister. It's a twister. And it's coming out of Worcester. <laughs> What's your name? Dorothy. Dorothy. Isn't there an R in Dorothy? I haven't got an R. No R. No R. Well, let's go see the wizard. He's a wicked pisser. He'll get you an eye. Yeah, you know who else is wicked? The wicked fucking witch you wicked fucking too. 
Yeah. How about those flying monkeys? Yeah, they're fucking weird. Yeah, I touched the tin. It's fucking cold. <laughs> What's your name? <laughs> Get a fucking job. <laughs> Something like that. I got some other stuff, but I can't say it. It's too much. I have a lot of brain. No brain. What are you fucking, you know? <laughs> you know, filling in the word. It's the R word. I don't say it anymore. That's uh, some dark moments there. Okay. <laughs> comments. Uh, Angela says uh, she's in Mass near Gardner, Mass. Oh, Gardner. Hey, there's a sporting goods store there that I'm familiar with. Gardner. Yeah. Cool. Hey, how's everything in Gardner? You guys all right? Uh, she said, we're good here. I'm a bad guy. I'm just killing time. What else is going on? <laughs> I'm just killing time. <laughs> what I do when I'm alone. I mean, honestly. Well, let's, well you're uh, not alone. Did, did we talk about the events you have coming up? Oh, yeah. With other people. Look at that. Hi, people. Look at people. People. Um, other events coming up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm doing this thing on Facebook. It's called Overactors Anonymous. It's this Saturday at 2 Eastern, 2 p.m. You go to my uh, Facebook page, Roger Cabler, and I'll be doing an hour of sketches, and I'll, I'm going to do a cooking show. I'm going to show you how to make uh, spaghetti o tacos. I'm going to kind of mukbang it a little bit on my suit, you know, and just kind of slop it up. And whatever, you know, it's going to be a regular show. I want to be able to reach people and to just be stupid. And I'll, I'll remember that we got to take a break from the, from the stuff that's going on and just breathe. And, you know, I'll be as ridiculous as you need me to be just to take you to that place of whatever, you know. I got a new bit, too. It's I, I don't know if anybody's going to like it, but it's the, uh, the Boston Acromegaly Boys Choir. <laughs> Acromegaly is giantism. For those of you that don't know, my 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 son says I can't do this pub publicly, but I'm going to break it out. This is the premiere of the Boston Acromegaly Boys Choir. I'm newborn king to see pa-la-pa-pum-pum, rum, rum. I am a poor boy to pa-la-pa-pum-pum. Nobody's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and they have, they have sopranos too. I give my gifts to you. Hey, does that make that song make you feel a little gay when you hear it on Christmas time? Right now. God. As long as you're not going to be playing the little Hummer boy. Oh, that's. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all didn't see that one, but Leo oh, shut his my. eyes and shook his head. <laughs> what are the folks at home saying? I'm glad you said that, not me. <laughs> hey, if if we if we got one person to sit on their couch, watch this, and laugh tonight, then we did what we set out to. Let's try this. <laughs> Ask them all right. If you sat on your couch and you laughed at one freaking thing that somebody did tonight, just chime in and say, I did, I did, I did. It would be nice to know. Otherwise, tell me what you think. If I went too far, if these guys, you know, pushed me over the edge. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted me on the show. I showed up. This is what I do. They know what I do. Well, like we said at the beginning of this, this world needs laughter right now. You know, and who better to give it to them than 
It's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. Stop blaming me. Leave me alone. Let's have group therapy. Who wants to be a therapist? <laughs> Leo's a good therapist. Leo? No, I need a good therapist. <laughs> I want to remind everybody if you have uh, comments. Oh, Angela <coughs> says, I did, I did. Uh, so uh, any questions or comments, please feel free to post them in the uh, in the chat room and I'll get back to them as best as I can. And uh, just a reminder, you can find all the information about uh, Roger down below or up above, depending on where you're watching or listening to us. I also have a link to your GoFundMe. Are you still taking uh, donations on that? Yeah, you could go fund me. You go fund yourself. <laughs> I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, because the movie's still alive. Yeah. But what I'm planning on doing is gearing up to do a. Um, a, a um, I have a cause here. It has something to do with feeding, feeding kids. Hold on. It's a world hunger thing. I have the name of it here that I'd like to share with you. I'm going to be. Yeah, the World Food Program. So um, eventually I'll be. Any money that I'm collecting will be going to that. Um, so no, I wouldn't take any money from GoFundMe. I wouldn't encourage it, but I appreciate you bringing it up. But I'm going to do a little bit of a telethon thing. And some of that money will go to me. I'll figure out a good split because I don't know how I'm going to pay my rent in a month or so. But I don't want to beg. But that's, I'm an entertainer. I applied to Actors Relief Fund. Um, if they turn me down, I will be eating the SpaghettiOs out of the can in the side of the house. And uh, don't feel bad. I'm just saying. <laughs> I hate to freaking beg. You know how bad that. You know how bad it feels. Like, can I have? Can I have your money? I'd rather work for it. I mean, you know, I could work for it. I'm turning tricks outside of Dunkin' Donuts right now, and it's working out. Pretty good. <laughs> the mask. It's. It's. A, there's an obstacle with the mask. You got to cut a little. No, I don't want to get into it. <laughs> and you prefer the regular donuts, not the ones filled with jelly. <laughs> yes. I don't think you've ever seen my mind just went. That's like wow. I'm like, I wonder if you could even a jelly donut. I haven't tried that. I've had jello. <laughs> my wife my poor second wife, she goes, What did, what happened to the jello? What did you do to it? I'm like, you know, I was alone and I was lonely. And she goes, Well, get your own bowl. Don't use the family bowl. <laughs> there was a pumpkin thing too ways back. That was weird. Uh, she... Oh man, Guys are... ladies, when, when when you leave the house, we're looking for stuff to do. Okay? <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't, and I know you girls, all you ladies do it too. When we leave the house, it's like a treasure hunt. No, it's, you know, <laughs> where's the um, coffee scoop? <laughs> the coffee scoop is fun too. This does a lot of different things. Yeah. <laughs> it looks bigger than it is too. It's really actually not for me. <laughs> the thing with the pumpkin um can i be candid <laughs> that was the stupidest thing said all night the thing with the pumpkin is like if you're a bachelor and you don't have kids and you buy a pumpkin and there's no real point in carving it there's something you can do and that is just cut a hole in it 
Um, don't take the top off because the gushy stuff's a really a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the fun thing though. After you're done, oh, and your friend comes over and says, that's a weird jack-o'-lantern, Bob. Um, it's not a jack-o'-lantern, it's a jack-o'-lantern. Anyway, um, <laughs> when you're done and you've had your way with the great pumpkin, you can carve off the top and then take the seeds and sprinkle them in the garden. You know, And in the fall, the new pumpkins come and one of them may look like you. <laughs> After that joke, we're going to have a pumpkin shortage. <laughs> Another stolen pumpkin. <laughs> like the ones with the faces already carved in. The ones with the I, I just sent you a picture of a pumpkin, Roger. Oh boy. Oh, you know what that is? Uh Sheila Duff uh, when we asked uh if uh, if you did uh laugh on your couch, she says I did with a bunch of laughy faces and a heart. Uh she... <laughs> Oh my is that not for everybody? I'm sorry. Sheila. Uh, and she <laughs> says... locker room in here? It's horrible. <laughs> sorry, Leo. What? No, no, it's fine. She also says laughter is a pow powerful medicine. It is indeed. Well, that's what this whole show tonight was supposed to be about. It was supposed to be able to touch on Roger. Not touch Roger. Touch on Roger's career. Uh, his accomplishments, things that he's got in the works. But most of all, the whole movie, you know, being Robin. Well, yeah. I can't wait to see that, man. I no. am so psyched for that. We've got some really cool footage. You know the picture of me in the striped shirt and the suspenders that's on the Facebook page? That's actually from the movie. That's a still taken from the movie. That's the first time I go out as Robin, and he doesn't show up, uh, and then he does. And it's like, yeah. It's a very powerful movie in a lot of ways. I just... I just need to finish it. It's, it scares me because um, I have more to do. I want to finish it in a, in a real way. And I'm, I don't have all the footage I need, but I'm getting there. It's going to take time. Yeah. We've noticed he came out a little bit tonight, but I feel like you're, you're fighting him. You're holding him back. What are you saying? <laughs> you don't want me to go far because we don't, I mean, <laughs> you think I'm dirty? You know what happened? Can I? Since we've gone to the pumpkin, can we go a little bit further? Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> Let's go to the pumpkin patch. This happened. This is this is Robin. This is why I'm not cutting loose tonight with Robin necessarily. Some lady in the audience that was drunk one night, she goes, and she's sitting there with her big husband, and she goes, why don't you come down and have a drink with me? And I said, oh, I don't drink anymore, but I bet I could eat you under the table. <laughs> <laughs> and I realized... I, oh, it's not exactly what I meant. It came out that way, but then I realized I, I kept it in the act because it was, you know, funny. Funny. <laughs> funny enough. But I didn't mean it. I didn't mean to say that in front of her husband. Anyway, that's I get your ass kicked. But, well, but, Monica knows all about that. What happened? Do you want to talk about it? <laughs> uh oh. Whoa! What the hell is that? <laughs> that's my phone blowing up. It's his oh. phone going battery low. <laughs> <laughs> We are almost over now. Um, Be careful I, who you share that pumpkin picture with. Here looking so sad, and, and I, I just I wanted to make him happy again. That's why people said you got to do a show online because he's dying to get back to work again. I know, but it takes so much energy. I'm I'm almost afraid to step into that and stay there for a while and take you all with me and come on this journey. It's okay, everybody. Pull your pants down now. Here we go. It's just no, <laughs> he's so naughty, way past what I could imagine. 
and yet he was so sweet. It was a really a humanitarian thing. I don't know why such a combination of things. We take out the puppet though. I don't know why. And doors. Oh yes. I. It's almost painful to do right now. I don't know why. <laughs> and look me with my pants down. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. Um, you talk to the little people. Talk, talking to the little people. I do a bit <laughs> in my show. It's uh, Vegas. There's a, there's a casino called uh, Behind Circus Circus called Trailer Trailer. <laughs> and they have quite a bit of entertainment. They have a little guy who sings country western named Dwarf Brooks. <laughs> I got friends in low places below. And um, Mrs. Delphire comes on and says, Dear, don't you know you're you're marginalizing people, dear. Oh, you can't do that. It's 2020. And Robin was like, hey, he just would go for it. And I don't know if people were hurt, but people did write to him. You couldn't you couldn't get away with the stuff he was doing today. You know, I'm trying because to... everybody's too fucking sensitive. They're killing the jester. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people are very sensitive, and that's okay. We don't. We're done hurting people. We shouldn't be hurting people. Well, no, but they they got to understand the difference between what's 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 light. It was supposed to be fun and funny versus taking it personally. Is there anything? If you were sitting in a comedy club, and somebody said something about something that you're sensitive about, that would hurt you? No, I'm not sensitive. I don't give a fuck. Somebody can say whatever they want. Especially in a comedy club. Especially in a comedy club. That's where we go to get away from all the other stuff and, and right and laugh at ourselves. And you know, I think there's two sides to the coin. It's like, yeah, I, my son said every time you do a black person, you're doing a minstrel show. And while he's telling me that, his neck's going like this. You're doing a minstrel show. And I said, Look at your neck. You're doing it right now and you don't even know it, black lady. <laughs> and we had a little talk about that. Um but he's right. To some degree, every time <laughs> somebody that's not us, we're doing a, a lampoon, and that may be hurtful. Enough people are suffering that I need to pay attention to what he's giving me a great lesson. We have three minutes left, or did you have a question? I was trying to get Leo's attention. Oh, Leo, Brady Bunch down here wants your attention. Well, yes. actually, Brady, it's this way to me. <laughs> <laughs> Got you set up. You're stacked. I it's, it's over here. <laughs> <laughs> I was asking for for time. Uh oh. Uh yeah. I'm connecting with the guys in about 20 minutes. All right. So yeah. we have we have three to five to yep. wrap up. Yeah, oh yeah. Totally. Up. Yep. Guys, have any other questions? I mean, I'm I recognize that I'm just out here fooling around. Um, I can't do Robin Full Up because of my landlady. That's the truth. No. Well, no. People are going to have to just go see you when they can. When, or, when things loosen up, you know, or tune into tune yeah. into tune your in. new show, right? The show is called Overactors Anonymous. It features yep. one of the things I'm going to do is transform. I'm going to transform into different characters. I'll have the makeup table, and right in front of you, I will be putting the makeup and the wigs and stuff on, and we'll do like Robin and De Niro and Marlon Brando and stuff like that, and uh, have right. some fun with it. And uh, yeah, he'll have a nice little electronic tip jar set up. So maybe uh, you could maybe you can help them get you know the ramen noodles or the the you know the <laughs> spaghettios, um, you know. I don't know if I'm going to do anything with money right now, but I do want to do something. Uh, I would like. I'm not going to bring it up now, but I think if the show starts to take off and we get a collective of people, I just spit that onto my Mac. Oh. Yeah, we'll keep our eyes open for that so that we can share that to our pages and stuff. What the thing I spit onto my Mac? 
Yes. No, the show you're doing. <laughs> oh, fuck, no. All right. <laughs> no, no. My kid used to do that to me when he was oh, my boy. All right, yeah, share it, please. Um, it's going oh, yeah. structured a little differently than this. It's not really an interview or anything like that. I just have a set that of things that I want to do over an hour that are from my act, and also some interaction with people that are commenting and that would be fun now too i mean uh, how are we doing with the comments oh there, yeah there there's been quite a few actually is there anybody that's mad we should address that no nobody no. I, I haven't seen anything negative well that's great because you know yeah. i agree I, I was on a mission when i was a kid to you know to shock and disappoint my parents and i guess i've accomplished that <laughs> get a job you asshole you guys are awesome. I'm really out of it. This has been a lot of fun. I'm feeling emotional too for some reason. This is very cathartic. So you let somebody talk for an hour to seven thousand strangers, you're gonna start to feel stuff. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, well, good thing no, it's virtual. Otherwise, they might be trying to feel something else, right? Well, I don't know what they're trying to feel. Um, I think it's important to keep it together. What are you feeling there? Oh, okay. You went there in the okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I've been, I've been holding in my feelings for a long time and I think it would be good to take a, some sort of an emotional cleanse because I'm, I'm scared for my mom and I'm, my girlfriend's coughing and, um, you know, I, I, but I just have an overall sense of faith that, you know, we are all in a lifeboat together and just bring the love and, and the laughter. And that's all we need to just focus on is surviving and adapting and sticking together. You know, this could Amen. be remarkable for the human race, despite the tragedies, which are deep. And we're all in a place of trauma and grief. And we need to balance that out with some hilarity and stupidity. <laughs> I am going to touch on that, that real quick. You said that, you know, your girlfriend had cough or has a cough. Yeah. Um, I did see the little video that you put up when you two were laying down next to each other. That was and like I, two weeks ago. We both had the flu, yeah. Yeah, and I think the cough actually from that she had was because of the gas that you were releasing. <laughs> yeah, she was really, she's got an infectious laugh, but we were both very sick in bed with, you know, high fevers, and we thought we had COVIDs, and we were going to, you know, name the show, you know, Greetings from the Deathbed. We, we ended up calling it Going Viral. But we, what we did for ourselves was laugh at ourselves and we put out the most unfunny videos, but we needed to do it to tell ourselves that we're still okay. And I don't know if people really got that because somebody, I had a little wheezy thing that I was doing and somebody said, dude, that's really sick. And I just did it. And the dog came and burped and it was, it was just this crazy. And we did a little dating uh, app called Covingle, which we never aired. It was too much. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's those little things that, you know, like just laying there with your girlfriend, you released the gas and you had everybody that saw that video right. laughing. Well, it's because we came on not knowing what we were going to do, saying we're going to talk about really important stuff, stuff that really matters. And then we both paused thoughtfully and went, ah. and she, <laughs> just, it was my fart, but it looked like she did it. But she, she is the greatest laugh. And that got us through and we turned out we had the flu and we were okay. Well, but, we're glad to hear that. Yeah, I, I just thank you. And, you know, we have to just keep our sunny sides up, I guess. 
and do the best we can and be real. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah. So um, we've got to start wrapping up here because Leo has a uh, another show to produce. Yeah. So I'm, we're going to throw it to back to Leo here. Okay. Really? Sorry? It's 823? Uh, it's 823. Yep. Wow. Yeah. I have to go to my AA meeting now. Oh, well. I don't know if I'm supposed to laugh at that. <laughs> <I just started laughs> <in the room. laughs> really? Go for it, man. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm Roger. I'm an alcoholic. Wait a minute. An hour ago, you had that thing up your butt. Say la vie. <laughs> 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 oh my god it's a, butt plug. it's a bong it's a butt plug it's a bong it's actually a coffee scoop i thought we determined it was a helmet oh yeah a helmet for my little soldier my little giant <laughs> <laughs> i don't mean little i just mean you know <laughs> never he just laughs at that <laughs> oh man Okay. Sorry. All right. Over to Leo. Yeah. Is that how you want to leave this? <laughs> uh, okay. So tonight's guest is the most awesome Roger Cabler. I have a bunch of links down below or up above, depending on where you're watching or listening to us. I urge you, you got to go, you know, friend him on Facebook. Go check out his uh, Twitter, his Instagram, his YouTube. Uh, go find him on, you know, there's a ton of videos of him on YouTube uh, as well. And uh, a lot of your skits, and uh, I, I was watching a bunch today, and you know, just you, you sir, you know, I, I absolutely love everything you do, and uh, you Thank know, you. Uh, awesome comedian. And so much, Leo. I want to tell you, I have no Twitter and no Instagram. It's all Facebook and YouTube. I don't have those things. I'm not with it yet. Well, actually, that was my next question: was where you like interacting with your your uh, fans the most? So it's uh, it's Facebook. It's mostly Facebook, yeah. Awesome. Um, and the, and if you're drunk, we could set up shit Facebook. We could do that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you ever get those late night misspelled million exclamation points? That's shit Facebook. <laughs> Other ones too, but we don't have time. <laughs> uh, so you heard it there first. Of all, not first, but uh, <laughs> go follow him on Facebook, and uh, you know all the information is down below. Thank you, Leo. Thank well, you, Jeff. Thank you, sir. Always, man. Just thank you. Thank you. And uh, we look forward to uh, seeing you on Saturday uh, at two p.m. Yeah, and I'll uh, please come on, come on and check out. See, I'm going to be in the barn, which is like two hundred years old, fall down structure. So it'll be that's where we're doing it. Nice. And uh, one thing we didn't touch on. I know we got a couple minutes. You're also a bottle collector. Oh yeah. You want to see something I found today? Hold on. Yes. Yeah. This is in five feet of dirt. It's a cobalt inkwell. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, that's nice. Crazy. That's one of the coolest things I ever found. Uh, that's what I do when I'm when I'm down in the dumps, I guess you could say. You know, there's dumps all over Hockington. This, I found a bottle from 1846 today. Oh, 170 wow. years old. What do you got there? Is that Dr. John's? Is that a Dr. John's? No, this is a Hicks Capodine for headaches, colds, Crip, etc. You gotta lay off that stuff. It's good <laughs> stuff, though. It's old too. That's yeah, cool. that's where'd you get that? Um, you, Leo mentioned bottle collector. My um grandfather was a bottle collector. 
No way. Two of my uncles uh, know a lot of the bottle sites around here, but oh, um, yeah, it's been it's been sitting here on my shelf next to the unopened Jägermeister. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, they're there for break for emergencies. Right. Cool. We'll talk more about it. You know, uh, that's kind of funny. My grandfather was a bottle collector too, but more of a like full liquor bottle. <laughs> <laughs> uh when uh just real quick i i rented uh his house uh you know after he passed and uh there was a bunch of liquor bottles left over and i found uh and uh it was pretty old and it had a wind-up lady in the middle of it it was weird yeah it's like a lady? dancing lady you wind it up and she dances in the middle of the uh in the bottle in the bottle yeah i've never heard of that what god forsaken year is that from uh, I don't, I'll find, I got it in a closet downstairs. I'll take a picture and I'll send it to you. That's cool. Yeah. That's very cool. The Lost Weekend Collection. Yeah. <laughs> On the next episode of Still Talking With, Roger Kaler comes back and we discuss bottles. There we go. <laughs> An hour of bottles. And what you can do with them. <laughs> this bottle's too big. This bottle's too small. I do love I do love the old inkwells though, Roger. That's awesome. That's that's a great find with the cobalt. Yeah. I yeah, and I collect insulators too. If you ever see a cobalt insulator this color, yeah, I would get in touch with it. That's the holy grail. This one's very cool because it has some patina, yeah. rainbow patina on it. Yeah, that's a nice bottle. It's very nice. It's very nice. It's a nice bottle. Pretty good. <laughs> nice. This this is this. You hear what I said? You hear what I said? When is it show over? <laughs> uh, it's just about. So uh, this show is brought to you by the Dorkening Podcast Network and also Deadly Grounds Coffee. Uh, for me, just Google Leo Pond. you find a bunch of stuff. Could be true, could be not. I'm not going to say which is which, but more importantly, head on over to thedorkening.com where you can find all the shows on the network. Over 20 shows on the network now. Tons of awesome stuff to listen to. And uh, Roger, thank you so much for joining us this thank evening. Thank you guys for putting up with me. I really had a great, great cathartic time. I really appreciate you guys. Thank you. Oh. No, it's been awesome. Lots of fun. I'm sorry if it was so serious and straight up. I was trying to, you know, inject a little bit of humor in it. Well, we don't want to give away too much of what you do because that's what your upcoming live shows are going to be about. Um, they all know me. Oh, how I earn a living. It's <laughs> <laughs> not going to be pleasant. But like going down the bottom, getting blue, getting her stomach on. Her stomach is on the hole. Down you go. Oh. <laughs> and back to Leo again. Uh, actually, <laughs> that's just about it. Uh, so uh, check the show notes down below or up above, depending on where you're watching or listening to us, for tons of information on uh, Roger and uh, the uh, still token with gentleman here. And uh, close us out. Go hey, for it, Jeff. Man. Well, well, first, first, who do we got coming up next week? Uh, next week, I yeah. believe is Adam and Andrew from Urban Acres. That's correct. Okay. So that's a that's going to be a show about CBD knowledge and educational, yeah, educational for for cannabis and CBD. Um, but Jeff, tell people where they can follow us. And well, like I said, Facebook. I'm a Facebook guy. Uh, we're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on uh, uh, where else are we on? Was it the YouTube. Token Dead one? YouTube. Uh, just Google the Token Twitch. Dead. You'll find us. Twitch. Uh, we're even on MySpace. MySpace. Thank you, Doc. 
I really appreciate it again and um, what a blast. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. And um just real quick so we can close this out, you know, to all our veterans and first responders, we want to give a huge thank you for doing what you guys do every day. So yeah. people like us up here can do what we do every day. Right. And to all our medical professional right now on the front lines, we love you. Stay safe. We'll see you next week. We're with you. We out. Peace out. Scene. Your book of lies will buy you a mild acceptance. My free mind will keep me from under your spell. And when we die, you'll be another angel in heaven. But me, I'll be. A fucking legend in her